You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. Hey, I have a question for you, maybe a little random and off topic, but I'm wondering if you have a tattoo um, and if so, kind of like how it all happened and what it is. So my podcast guest today is Katie LaSalle, and we both, um, we, we started our conversation before we even hit record about our tattoo. She had seen the one, the hibiscus flower I have behind my ear. I noticed she had one on her arm, and then we just kind of got into conversation. Well, we both got our tattoos later, like in our early-ish 30s. Um, and so we just kind of had a conversation about how how that went. And I actually ended up getting three the first time I got my tattoos. I just got three in a day and I love them all. And my point of this is that I kind of grew up with like, I shouldn't get a tattoo, that don't do that to your body, um, kind of mentality or thinking. And so I was like, I'm never getting a tattoo. But as I've gotten older, I started to kind of want some because I would I was thinking of things that were more meaningful to me. And what I would love to have as a tattoo, and again, meaningful to me, and I, that's really what tattoos typically come down to. Um, and so I'm glad that I, I waited a little bit and I really thought about what I wanted. And I'm still, you know, a few years later, really in love with the ones that I chose. So I'm just curious, you know, like, what are your thoughts? Do you have them? Do you not have them? Love them, hate them? Um, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I just think it would be a fun combo. Send me a picture even if you'd like. Um, I'm interested to know. And I feel like it kind of also really helps us set up this conversation that I had with Katie today because again, I grew up thinking one way, but really because of what I was taught or what other people said or told me about tattoos or whatever it was, right? We begin to collect these layers of information and thoughts and influence from outside people. And we lose ourselves in the mix of all of that. And you know, I'm truly passionate about stopping that or helping you you to, to really redefine success on your terms, redefine what lights you up so that you're not just taking in what other people tell you you should be doing, having or being about. And instead, it's like, you get to decide you have that fire inside that needs to shine and not for anyone other than yourself. So not in a selfish way, either. It actually is for the collective of humanity, for you to be your best self. So Katie talks about all of this. And I'm really excited about our conversation. She's also so chill. I love that about her. Like I tend to be the one that's more of like, a calming presence that I feel like she was even more calming um, and that I was the one kind of talking with my hands and being a little bit of a blabber mouth. So um, I thought that was kind of fun. So without further ado, 
Katie LaSalle is a lifelong seeker and recovering corporate executive who loves helping women thrive in business while prioritizing self-compassion and presence. She's passionate about mental health and trained in IFS, a trauma-informed therapy modality. She has a bachelor's in chemical engineering and a master's in leadership. She deeply enjoys integrating all of her knowledge to meet and support people where they're at. In her spare time, she coaches and performs on the flying trapeze. Okay. That bio is in itself pretty incredible. How do you go from chemical engineering to leadership? Um, but I love her Her knowledge comes to meet and support people like us, women, where they're at. And that's exactly what um, I want you to feel in our conversation today. And like, okay, flying trapeze, that's just so fun and wild and different. So let's go meet Katie. Again, I hope that you uh, receive today's episode with an open heart and begin to uncover the layers to find who you are underneath it all. Big love. Here's Katie. Katie, so happy you're here. Welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm honored that you are being a guest here um, on the show and excited for what we're talking about. I think I always say that, but I really mean it because I only have guests that I'm pumped about that I align with. And I think that just makes a difference because the audience obviously is hanging out for this kind of vibe and conversation. Yeah. There's so many exciting people out there too in the online business world, like all of these folks just doing amazing things. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about that the other day. I've been in this like world for about 20 years now and I have watched so much um, from behind the scenes of a lot of companies and everything that I've experienced and gone through. And my goodness, it's like, I feel like, how am I 20 years in? And at the same time, there's just been so, so much. And yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like at first I was in this same little group of people. And then as I've expanded, I'm like, oh, there's so many more of us out there. And I, I got to get to know all of you. So yeah. we've connected and we get to chat today. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I always love to start with kind of like how you got here. Um, and we talked a little bit before we hit record too. What made you find this online world and get started in it? Yeah. So um, I like to joke that I'm a recovering corporate executive. Okay. Uh, so I was in the corporate world for well over a decade um, doing kind of a typical financial consulting. Um, I ran a hundred person practice. I ran all over the place um, and I hit hit burnout, you know, very, very hard um, to the point where physically I became unable to work. Um, I had chronic migraines. I had chronic back pain that actually resulted in surgery. um, And just it took kind of that high of an alarm from my body to say, "Mm, this is not working for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I went pretty hard while I was going, (laughs) you know, I really, um, I wasn't always, it wasn't just, um, my full-time job. I also, I, um, actually coach circus part-time. So I coach flying trapeze and handstands. So I was doing that. Um, I was always, you know, learning something. I was getting a master's. I, you know, I, I didn't know how to stop, honestly. I, 
I love this. So I feel like I had a, a similar story, but I started in the online space like three days out of high school. So my go, 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 give my everything burnout came from, from this like online space, basically. Um, I coached cheer back, back. So a lot of like physical impact on my body for so many years. Cause I, I was the cheerleader before I coached and, um, and it took, uh, rheumatoid arthritis to mm. say stop and totally like had that awakening of what am I doing with my life? What really matters? And I used to be so passionate and I kind of still am, but like I've switched gears a little bit mm. about telling people like, don't go do all the things. Like don't wait for some yeah. scary health thing to happen to you before you wake up, like wake up now, listen to my story. But I don't know. I feel like we don't always listen that way. So I kind of changed that message. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it depends on why you're running. I mean, you know, the reason I couldn't stop is because I was terrified of stopping. So I literally had to be forced um, because, you know, well, I, we don't have to get too deep into this, but um, I live with complex PTSD, which was not something I knew until about three to three years ago. So when I stopped, I would get flashbacks and I didn't even know what they were. I just knew stopping felt terrible. <laughs> huh. crazy, yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. I'm glad that things have happened and not that they happened, but and that you took control in a different way because it's brought you to the work that you're doing now, which is incredible and so needed. Yeah. I love your message. I mean, this is where I want to start because I feel like we look to external validation all the time, especially now, like watching my three daughters growing up with this social media world and whether they're as into it as other, as I don't know, like they, they're obviously on social media, but I feel like even though I've done my due diligence to protect them and teach them and guide them and have conversations with them. Like we're really open about it. Other kids that are also on social media are not having those conversations. So that external validation, I'm watching it happen firsthand, but I know we've had that too, like our whole life in different ways. Oh yeah. So the message that I've been trying to circle back to that you want to start us (laughs) off with is that we know ourselves best and why do we forget this? Yeah. Yeah. It it gets covered up. I feel like when you're, you know, when you're a young kid, you kind of, you see them go through the world and they know what they need and they know what they want. And we get these layers of protection that we kind of take on. Um, And then there's almost this delayering process that happens, hopefully later on in your life where you rediscover what you used to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what in, you know, if you can either share your experience or just kind of your method for teaching this, like what, how does this help us when we're, when we de-layer and rediscover who we are? Yeah. So I use a couple different models to do this, but, um, the IFS internal family systems is a, it's actually a therapy model. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not a therapist, but I am a, a trained practitioner. So they, they don't just train clinicians. They also train coaches and um, kind of what IFS says is that all of us have different parts inside of us and mm-hmm. um, all these parts are good. 
and they all may want different things at different times. So classic example, you get home, you know, you have a long day at work or you've you know, been running around and you've got kind of one voice in your head that says, oh, I just need to lay down on the couch at rest. And then you've got another voice that says, oh, I really need to get a workout in. And another voice that says, mm, there's some stuff going bad in the fridge. Just really make myself a meal with that. And each one of those kind of parts of you has a different message that's valuable. Um, but the process of IFS is getting to know all of these parts, understand kind of why they're taking the position that they are mm -hmm. and um, finding your internal wise leader, which the IFS calls the self with a capital S to distinguish it from, you know, common use of the word. And having that wise leader be able to kind of take in the information that all those parts have and ultimately make that decision with all that information, kind of like a CEO in a boardroom, right? Like yeah. you don't necessarily want your chief people officer, or your chief sales officer running your organization, but they have really valuable information that your CEO needs to make the decision. Yeah. I feel like you just described how I feel at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. um, maybe even some extra stuff I could add in there, but man, like I totally get that. And mm -hmm. I feel like naturally I have learned to be that leader for myself um, as far as like, okay, yeah, I really want to lay down, but maybe I should go work out real quick and then have a meal you know, and then lay down. Like I still am getting all the things, but just in a different order. Um, but I, sometimes I take for granted that not everyone really can understand how to navigate that for themselves and really start with like these basic steps to, to helping them yeah. and know, know how to like, uh, yeah, how to listen and how to make decisions from that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, so I'm, I also do leadership coaching. My master's in, is in organizational leadership. I think you may have read that. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the big things we talk about in leadership coaching is how do you respond instead of react? Yeah. Um, taking that pause so that you can have discernment come into the picture because we are kind of bombarded all the time by choice, by messages, by kind of things grabbing for our attention. There's this culture of urgency that surrounds us. Oh, yeah. um, and in order to tune in, you really need to pause and you need a moment to kind of listen to all those different voices. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that that's hard, too. I mean, we can go yeah. over pathways, yes. like how hard it is to just be quiet and listen. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's countercultural in most places. Well, yeah, and that goes back to our stories of that fear of stopping, right? Like yep. you want to go. For me, yep. it wasn't really a fear of stopping. It was more of like that fear. I'm an Enneagram too, so I have mm. like fear of not being needed or <laughs> yeah, I've been appreciated. So I'm, you know, I've been working through all of that. But really, it was like, especially back then, I had two young daughters, and I was like. I can't yeah. not do this stuff. Like I have to do all of it, right? Like that right. superwoman mentality. Yep. And now I'm not as bad, but I went through a phase of being like so opposite that because I was going through all of my own healing and changes. And I was like super lazy where I wasn't going to do anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then, not anything, but I just went to like the, the opposite extreme. And so I find finding that balance is mm. so key. Right. And I feel like it's so important because we need it to, yeah. 
to have better flow and energy among our people, like our communities, the people we live with, work with. Mm. Uh, we all need that balance. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really natural to have different seasons of life. Mm. Um, I personally, I don't, I hope to never go back to working at the level that I was before for the period of time that I was, because I just, I don't think it was good for me, but I think it's okay if you're going to have a busier season. I think it's just the knowledge that you likely will need a slower season before or after, um, you know, and seasons of life also applies to what's going on around you. If you have young children or, you know, your, your partner is taking on a new job or they're, they're ill or something's going on. I mean, life is going to ebb and flow. Yeah. So what are some of your helpful tips there? Like how mm -hmm. to, if, if it's, if we can do that in this short time, but like <laughs> some things to think about or questions to ask ourselves so that we can make those better decisions and stay able to help handle it all. Yeah. So I think figuring out how you can practice taking that pause and mm -hmm. different ways work for different people. So some people really do well with meditation. Um, some people do well with, you know, I'm going to take these five minutes and I'm going to sit down and drink my coffee, right? Rather than like run around and drink it while I'm, you know, doing a bunch of other things. Um, I really like body check-ins. So mm -hmm. just taking a moment to kind of notice, you know, what's going on in my body today? Am I tight anywhere? Do I feel like a fluttering feeling? Do I feel um, relaxed, you know, what's kind of what's going on in here and like really getting curious about that. Um, yeah. Cause it's anything that kind of brings you back to the present. So, you know, so many of us live with high functioning anxiety, honestly. Um, and that throws you into the future. So it's, what am I going to do later today? Or how am I going to make sure that this workshop I'm giving this weekend is great. And like you get into this kind of pre-planning and this throwing yourself into the future. So how do you come back to right here, right now? What's mm -hmm. actually going on right now? Um, yeah. Cause that's the key to figuring out what you need. Cause yeah, you need no, changes. I, I love all of this. I, I felt a little bit guilty for a moment, but then I got over it. So oh. like, I, because not in a bad way, I guess, but like, I'm such a planner and I'm such mm -hmm. a, like a, mm like that positive thinking, like it's going to work out and dreaming really big. And then I'm like, okay, now let's like make the plan. Like I'm the strategist also, where I'm going to yeah. like know how to do it all. But I'm also, again, learning, right. Getting better. Like I also do like to check in with the now. I feel like it's so important being present, but I, my question for you is, do you recommend like a certain number of times per day to do mm -hmm. that so that we are still able to like be going for our dreams. I feel like we need that check-in, that balance, that current moment of peace so that we are able to go make those dreams happen, right? Go do those things that are we have coming up. But like, mm -hmm. I know when I first started, it'd be like once a month, maybe like, I'm like, oh, how do I feel right now? Okay. Time to go again, but like, <laughs> it's gotten better. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, 
I think my answer is always going to be, it depends, but okay. I'll elaborate a little bit on that. So, and this might be me projecting my own stuff, but um, I have historically been so focused on achievement. So how do I achieve health? Like, how do I achieve wellness? What does that look like? What's my checklist? And that's why sometimes I like to avoid numbers because, you know, the people I work with are kind of recovering exactly. overachievers or burned out caretakers. Um, I think that the point isn't that you don't get to do future planning or that you don't have those moments. I think the point is bringing awareness to it. Um, so I talked through that IFS model earlier, right? I have a lot of really strong planner parts um, and that's okay. It's, it's, being aware of like who's driving the bus and like having that element of choice, like, okay, this part is going to do its thing now because I've got a really important, um, you know, I keep saying workshop because I've got a workshop that I'm giving on Saturday <laughs> on self-care. So, you know, my planner part's great for that. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with letting her take the wheel, yeah. but is it intentional? That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Really helpful. And I think to add for me, like, kind of, again, what I've been trying to practice is like that first thing in the morning, not just diving into all the things. Like I right. do appreciate, even if it's just a quick moment while I'm still laying in bed, right? Like, I'll say a prayer. I will yeah. just like taking those quiet, deep breaths alone, getting myself like prepared in the sense of like, I'm okay in this moment. And it's going to be a great day. I guess that might be a little future thinking, but um, okay. it's just like I do that in the morning. Right. And then I also try to do it like in the midday and at night. And for me, it works because yeah, I could go, go, go still. Like, right. You know, I, I had to stop with my RA for a, a long time, but I just had both of my knees replaced and now wow. I'm able, like physically yeah. able to do more. Yeah. And I don't want to fall back into those same traps. That's where I'm like really being intentional right now is like, do not go back to what got you to that place you didn't want to be. And this 10 year journey that it took you to like learn all the things, like now you're here, you're good. Right. And like be intentional about it, be real. And yeah. so, you know what you shared there and just kind of helps me set my day up. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that you're, you know, not allowed to have a schedule that you stick to. If that works for you, great. Again, it's, it's about the intentional choice mm -hmm. rather than the reaction. Like I have to do this because this is how it should be done versus this is what really works for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. it makes yeah. me feel more at ease and yeah, like I'm not doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's also, for me, there's also some situational. So whenever I feel really overwhelmed and I get back into that, like, I can't stop. I can't stop. My list is too long. Everything's going to fall apart if I stop. That is the hardest and the most important time for me to go do something else. 100%. Uh, <laughs> it's so I, hard. Yes. I was having a really rough day just this week, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, I have so much on my list. Yeah. I had a lot of things on my mind and I had planned to go to the gym, mm. but I was like, okay, I'm feeling really yucky right now. <laughs> I texted my uh, church community group. I said, mm -hmm. pray for me. I don't know what, just pray for me because like I need it. I didn't go to the gym and I just sat and prayed and read the Bible 
and journaled. And then I was like this new woman because I just decided to yeah. be in the moment. Yeah. Give fuel my body with what it needed. And yeah. yeah, like I wish I went to the gym, but I did, you know, some stretches and home strengthening later in the day. But like, that's like, to me, looking back now, it feels like that perfect moment of what you started this call with. Yeah. I have all these things, but what is best for me right now? Yes. Yes, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. It's mm. recognizing choice and the power of choice. Mm. Um, and also I feel moved to say now, also recognizing that like, sometimes you're going to make air quotes, the wrong decision, right? Mm. Sometimes you're going to look back and you're going to say that mm, actually would have been better if I'd taken a nap. Yeah. And that's okay. That's just part of it. That's just part of figuring it out. Like, celebrate when you get it wrong. I love that. Celebrations are such a big part of what I do in business and life. Mm -hmm. And um, so that I'm glad you brought this up because I know that's a big thing that you talk about too, is like celebrate the things you get wrong too. That still gets us closer to what we really want. Right. Celebrate when something doesn't work for you. You know, um, a lot we talked earlier about kind of rediscovering the things that you love and the things that light you up that you maybe just knew inherently when you were younger um and within that process might come trying things and finding out you hate them (laughs) great you're closer to what you like now (laughs) so good um yes so good i love all the celebrations and i feel like at the end of the day what i'm really getting from how you teach this is that it's okay. Not only do we really know ourselves the best, but it's also okay to be ourselves. Yes. Yes. I can be a little bit vulnerable again. I, um, I actually had a intuitive healing call a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And one, one of the many things that came up for, from her was that I don't always feel like it's safe to be me. Yeah. So I have been Mm. intentionally reframing that thought because what the heck, right? Like, yeah, that's the safest thing for me to be. And I don't want to get teary eyed because I'm feeling it. But yeah, like for anyone listening who struggles with this, number one, know you're not alone. Mm. Number two, know there's people like Katie out there who help you with this. Um, and number three, like that's the safest place for you to be. So yeah, it and find her because we need her. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. That's just so real. And you're absolutely not alone in that. I mean, we get taught in so many ways that who we are isn't enough or isn't right. Yeah. And there's that delayering process again of, mm-hmm. mm, is this safe? Oh, I'm going to try it just a little bit, right? I'm going to dip my toe in. Oh, that was okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now I'm going to put my whole foot in. Okay. That was okay. You know, and yeah. it's okay to be gentle. Yeah. Like, totally. I, one of the concepts I really like is this idea of um, mm, kind accountability rather than forcing. I like, again, it. that balance between... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to force myself to do things. Because yes. if you're in the things that are lighting you up, that you're passionate about, you're going to want to do them. Yeah. 
And I mean, feel like it's so contagious, right? Yes. Even the people that are watching, like you shouldn't be doing that. They feel something inside. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. But how is she doing that? And she's so happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and again, I'll go back to IFS language, right? They've probably got some strong protective parts that are looking at that and saying, Ooh, that's not safe. Right. It's not safe to be yourself. Right. It's not safe. Like, Ooh, like, that looks dangerous. That looks scary. Or I'm jealous. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yep. And that comes across so many ways. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Whole spectrum uh, of reaction. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, well, I want you to talk to us real quick too about your reflection, five day reflection, yeah. right? Find your moments of peace. Tell us all about this, please. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's, it's a free guide. It's um, five days. I, it's, I don't want to call it a challenge because my system has a reaction to that word because <laughs> it implies success or failure. So that's why I call it a, a uh, reflection, five-day reflection process. Mm. And what it is, is it kind of takes you through your sensory experience with the world. So what are the things that you really like to see that give you that moment of like joy or safety that kind of signal your nervous system like, ooh, things are good here. Um, like I love trees, <laughs> right? Sounds simple, but I love trees. So <laughs> seeing trees makes me I happy. I have my answer now, right? Yeah. And there's lots of things that do that. Like I, I love sunsets um, and it kind of takes you through, okay, what are the things you love to hear? What are the things that you love to smell, right? Like mm -hmm. getting you kind of back into that experience of your body and that experience of the present moment and also giving you things that you can um, bring into your day very quickly. So I know so many of us are busy and we're running around all the time. Like not everybody can kind of sit and have a slower paced life. And we have those seasons of life like we talked about, yeah. but you can play your favorite song for 30 minutes or 30 seconds, right? You can take a moment to look at your picture of a tree that you've put up right next to your office. Like there's, there's ways to incorporate these little joys that aren't necessarily really time or money intensive. I love it. Um, I'm going to out myself because I feel like I said that really awkward thing about I have my answer and I have to explain it because it's going to bother me. I okay. meant that towards what your tattoo meaning was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said you meant to ask what my tattoo meaning was? No, no, no. I, that's what I meant by that comment. I said, like, I have my answer when you said I love trees. Oh, so gotcha. we get yeah. everyone else, like, again, <laughs> I feel just awkward about this. So I'm just going to pull it all out here. Um, before we hit record, we were talking about our tattoos. And I have a hibiscus flower behind my ear. Um represents like a lot of things but like Hawaii it's where I got married I fell in love with Hawaii it's like a truly overall peace that it provides me and it also yeah so that's like kind of an overall meeting so I saw you you know you showed me your tree on your arm it's beautiful yeah. and you know some people like don't really want to share the meaning or it's just personal or there's just a lot to it. So I didn't ask, but when you said you love trees, that's kind of like where your joy comes from. I'm like, oh, I have my answer. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's also flowering. I also love flowers. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a jacaranda tree. And part of their, part of their meaning is um, wisdom and um, rebirth. So transformation. So yeah. 
Thank there you, you go. I was like, <laughs> that bothered me, but that made this whole conversation just all worth it. <laughs> That's the only reason that we recorded, right? The we just needed reason. to get to that. <laughs> right? Yeah. And now we have to go get our next tattoo so we could talk about those, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think my next one will probably be a flower. So mm-hmm. sounds sounds like we're aligned here. <laughs> Katie, all of your website, social media links, um, and then the reflection process is all in our show (laughs) notes. So if you're listening and this was lighting you up, please connect with Katie. Let her know you heard her on the Created From Our podcast and get that free gift from her as well. Um, Katie, I'm so glad we're connected now, and I look forward to just continuing to support you, follow you, and watch you step into your leadership over and over. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. You too. Bye.